Hey everyone and welcome back to Books with Spice Please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie and in this week's episode we're going to be discussing and reviewing Double Standards by Caitlin P. Tajan. 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 Okay. This author is another author that we found on TikTok. I had come across one of her TikToks promoting her book a couple months ago. And I signed up for her beta reader group and I sent it to Katie and she signed up uh, and we got put in her ARC reader group. So that was really fun. I've been waiting for it all this time. Uh, Really excited to read it. (laughs) Yes. So by the time you are listening to it, this book will have been out for about a week and it is available on Kindle Unlimited. So, remember, we are an 18-plus podcast. As always, this book is for 18. Uh, The content we make for 18-plus. The content warnings are murder. It's a crime drama, this book. And adultery. And a little bit of alcohol, substance abuse. Yeah, a lot. And, I mean, definitely depression and murder... But it's not too gory. Yeah, it's honestly pretty light on the... It doesn't give any ick factor. It's pretty light on the crime scenes. It's descriptive, but not too overly descriptive. Like, there's a dead body with a little note rolled up in its mouth. Maybe some bruising. But it's not... That's it, pretty much, for the most part. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff you'd see on Lucifer or Dexter... Okay, I've never seen either of those shows, but that's cool. I am used to seeing, like, the true crime stories by YouTubers, and they show full, explicit pictures. So, like, like just the description in the books wasn't too bad at all, in my opinion. Not like that, right? So, our copies didn't have the page numbers on it because we downloaded it for the Kindle app. But according to Amazon, it will have 322 pages and there's no audiobook out. This is a duology and I did not know that. I didn't realize it. I guess I didn't pay enough attention to my email. But it's a duology. I thought it was a standalone for some reason. So just be aware of that. I knew that it was going to be a duology. And... I was kind of excited because she said that we were not going to like these characters. Like she said that and that it was going to be a duology. So when we came to the end, I was kind of interested. I'm definitely interested to read more. So I say a lot that I'm probably not going to read the next book. But I know that there's only going to be one more. And I'm really excited. I'm actually really excited to read that one. So... Yeah, and you even liked this book so much that you pre-ordered it. I did. Even though you had already read it. That just tells you guys how good this book was. There's a really cool playlist in the beginning with a bunch of Taylor Swift. which is Yes, cool. it's a ton of Taylor Swift and then like a little bit of Post Malone and Blink-182 is in there. My fave, Blink. I was listening to the playlist while I was writing my notes for the podcast. It was really a vibe. That's really cool. I need to listen to it. It's one of the better playlists that I've seen so far in a book. Definitely shout out to the playlist. It's on Spotify. But we're going to jump into this summary here. I hate you, I see it, and yet you can't resist me, Liam bickered, his eyes flaring with a passionate emotion. On a fateful Christmas Eve, detectives Callie Eden and Liam Tandler enjoy a passionate night together before resuming their lives, assuming they would never see each other again. Life had different plans. That's a lie. His gaze darkened, narrowing on my lips. What happened next was the last thing I expected. Upon meeting again, their chemistry isn't quite as they remembered it. As new partners at work, they're forced to hunt a prolific serial killer, infamously known as the Ring Bearer, who's hellbent on making Callie's life miserable. When insatiable desires and messy emotions entangle, things between the two grow intense and outright dangerous. 
And when Callie feels like her life is falling apart, Lima's there to pick up every piece for now. So, yes, they hook up at their Christmas party and the prologue. Okay, yes. Well, spoiler warning from here on out. Yeah, it's all spoilers. Like, you know. Our podcast is all spoilers. We mentioned it last podcast, but if anyone's new here, coming in, all spoilers from here on out. We gave you the summary. We, do a full we told you about cap. the book. Yep, we did. We told we you everything. All the dirty deets. Now we're going to talk about all of it. We've got so many quotes and we're ready to tell it all. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Okay. So yeah, the Christmas party, they meet there in the prologue. It's a fundraiser for the local police, NYPD, and the Newark PD. Liam is from the NYPD, and he freshly filed for a divorce, like, that very day, Christmas Eve. So, you find this out later on in the book, but it's because his wife got an abortion he didn't know about. And they had already planned to have this baby, and they had been trying to have a baby. Now, there was some... Confusion for me, so Al, maybe you better understood it, but was she six weeks along when she got the abortion, or had they known she was pregnant for six weeks? Because they had gone in and gotten ultrasounds and had pictures. I think it could go either way, but I think it was six weeks. Like she was pregnant for six weeks? I think so. And I think that they had been trying for so long. He was immediately invested in it and really excited. And she was overwhelmed by the idea and realized she wasn't ready and was scared to tell him and had the abortion without telling him. So, yeah. So this is my thing. I think the abortion would have been fine if she would have talked to him about it and, like, given him a heads up. Yeah. If... If they had had that moment to cry and maybe he could have made her feel better about keeping the baby. Like, you know, like maybe she just needed to have extra support there, you know, or maybe they do work it out to try another time. I think. But it just kind of completely ruined his trust. He couldn't trust her again. I could be wrong. I believe they go to counseling and he's just like, nah, not doing this. I don't know. I remember it being he was just like disgusted by her and it was over. Like really Grey's Anatomy like you throw Addison out on the street because she slept with Mark. (laughs) And she's your best friend. Exactly. This is the end of the relationship. No. I think they have been together for six years because he's like 28 or something like that. Yeah, he's a Um, bit older than Callie. Just a little bit though. It was the drama for me. Like I liked the fact that it was true crime detectives. I really like true crime, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to get too much into the police aspect of it. <laughs> well, I like the case that's going on. Yeah, that was really interesting. I can't wait to find out what happens in the next book because you <gasps> don't get too much of the... Like, you get a bit of the case trickled in the background for this book. Um, It is part of, like, big focal points of the plot sometimes. But they don't solve the case in this book, though. So that was a bummer for me. Yeah. Anyways, Christmas party. So, yes, they meet at that Christmas party that they're doing, the fundraiser event. Callie's a fresh detective. She's super young. And she's excited So she's wearing her fancy jewelry to show off, pretty much. Her bag spills onto the floor. Liam helps her up, and they notice they're both detectives. They have a drink together, and they have the same drink, right? Yeah, they both order a scotch neat. (laughs) Yeah, and so Liam gives her a tour of the museum, and they end up locked in a room together. Yes, well, and Callie's got her boyfriend who's celibate for his religion. So, yeah, Liam's just filed for divorce and Callie is been celibate for like a month. Like she's been dating Owen, like dating Owen for for a month. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, so she wasn't even sure if it was really cheating, but she did feel bad because she knew that Owen was celibate and she felt bad that she was, like, maybe kind of, like, on a date with another guy and having sex with him, in a way. Like, I'm and on that stand. She was still planning to get their names. Like, they definitely were trying to exchange names up until the last moment. Like, it was the drama. And, you know, like, it wasn't... She was invested in him from the first moment. It just didn't work out. And then she ends up with Owen all of this time celibate. Yes. Because her best friend, Sophie, is at this party. And after they come out of the coffee room together. Oh, do we want to go into these dirty details of their little moment before I talk about Sophie? Yes. Okay, so the thing about Callie and Liam is, like, from the moment that they looked at each other, like, the way that the author writes these scenes is, like, so, it's so dramatic, but in a way that, like, you can imagine the scene. So, some of the spicy, the spicy deets of these scenes, um, they end up in that copy room at the museum, right? Locked in. And Liam, he says, he's thinking, the cinnamon flavor of her lip gloss coated my lips. I appreciated every curve of the stranger who was about to expose herself to me. My hand involuntarily tugged on the zipper of her dress. It slid down like butter, exposing her back to my overly eager hands. I felt like I hadn't touched a woman in years, when in reality it had been months. She smelled so fucking good, tasted delicious, and felt like a forbidden fruit underneath my fingertips. It was just so heady. There was desperation in this moment. Like, they had to get to each other. And they didn't even know each other's names. Nope. Nope. (laughs) They were like, gotta, gotta have you. They just had such instant chemistry. Callie was thinking he wore boxer briefs, tight-fitting over his nice rear, which I gratefully cut with my hands. His smell seemed to surround me like the earth, woods, and spices rolled into one. It was absolutely masculine and heady. He spun around and bent me over the counter, then slid himself inside me. I involuntarily moaned at how he stretched me in ways I didn't know were possible. Not long after, I felt an orgasm rush through me, sending me spiraling into blissful oblivion. My insides quivered and my knees threatened to buckle. But for the first time in nearly six months, I felt a release that was in desperate need of, and I came down from it. I felt him finish inside me. So much drama. I know. (laughs) And then they they had their moment. It was in the copy room, right? Because what would a Christmas party be as Owen... Or not Owen, Liam had mentioned if it wasn't in a copy room that mm-hmm. they have out there one night stand. They leave and Callie finds Sophie super drunk. So she has to take her home so the boss doesn't see. And Liam and Callie don't find out each other's names just beforehand, just where they work. And then it's eight months later. And Callie's getting this annoying emails, this guy trying to get his her case from her. Yeah, she doesn't want to send over this case to the NYPD because it's her baby. And it had, uh, I think it was her first case. It was her first, it was her first big case. And it was the ring bearer that we had mentioned earlier. It was the garrison case, what they called it. It is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want to give it to them. But she reaches out to her higher ups and they tell her it's okay to send the files over. So she does. And that's when she's told about her new partner coming in to be work with her. Yes. And she's like, geez, I'm getting a new partner. And she's kind of excited, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she gets the email back from the guy after she's faxed over all of this paperwork. Because, like, you have to imagine the... I loved how she described the, like, office work because these people love their job, you know? So she's faxing over all of this documents for this garrison case to him. And then he sends her this freaking email back that's, like, really rude. (laughs) And 
His email says, Miss Eden, I appreciate your cooperation with this and will be sure to inform my replacement of your involvement so they may contact you for more information if needed. Perhaps next time you will be more forthcoming to your fellow officers. Take care. Kindest, Liam Chandler, New York Police Department, Detective, Midtown, North Precinct. <laughs> hey, yep. And she's like, are you kidding me? This guy is the worst. <laughs> And it's the Liam that she doesn't even know the name of, but the one she hooked up with at the Christmas party. (laughs) When he gets there, Terry introduces them and he's like, this is Liam Chandler, your new partner. And she's like, the Liam Chandler. And so she sees him for the first time, recognizes him and hears his name for the first time and recognizes it. And she's like, are you kidding me? This guy is awful. He sees her. He's like, my dick was just as confused as my head. It felt like a cruel twist of fate. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's got some issues. Let's be real. But like, (sighs) yeah, Liam needed to get out of NYC because of his ex-wife. She was basically stalking him. And he was like, yeah, this city's not big enough for the both of us. So he goes and transfers to Newark. Doesn't tell anybody that he's there. So she doesn't know where he's at. And Terry, who is both of their boss, is basically like a family friend. He's known him for a long time. So he's excited. But Callie is still pretty upset with him from the emails. And tells him that he shouldn't have been so snippy. And she... Then admits to him how much the case had hurt her and how she had a drinking problem because of it and mandated therapy. Yeah, Callie um, tells Liam about Owen, too, and admits that she had cheated on Owen with Liam at the gala. You know, so here's how it went down. It was Liam said, so how long have you guys been together? Almost a year, she said. And all he said is, huh. Kelly says, so that's it? You have nothing else to say? I raised my latte to finish off the last drops. He didn't look at me. And he said, well, Miss Eden, what would you like me to say? I'm flattered you found me attractive enough to cheat on your clearly wonderful boyfriend. I only hope he appreciates how good you are in bed. (laughs) Little does he know. (laughs) Yeah. I also wanted to point out, I don't think we mentioned it before, but this book does have dual point of view. So you get both of her perspectives, which is nice. So yes, this whole time, Callie had been questioning her relationship with Owen. They had felt more like roommates. They didn't even sleep in the same room, even though they're celibate. Like, they don't share a bed. So when Callie tells Owen of her new partner... His reaction to it was really suspicious. He seemed to get a little jealous. And he went into her work to meet him. To meet Liam. And he had never gone into her work before. They'd been together almost a year. And this is when he decided to introduce himself to her co-workers. Like, she's super embarrassed. But this is the first time he comes in. And Liam, it's Liam's literal first day. That's how insecure he was about it. He was like, all right, like, I'm going to go in on this day, right? Like, today, Liam's, there's this new guy here. And Liam is really nice to him. I mean, Liam's a good guy. I really like Liam. Liam, at this point, I really liked him, too. And this was the moment when I started to feel like, oh, and maybe isn't as sweet as Callie thinks he is. Right. Well, and he was super suspicious of Liam and Callie because he knew that Callie spent so much time at work and that they weren't physical together. And he also had been cheating on her for a week at this point in the book. You don't find that out till later. And this is why this is full of spoilers. But he had been cheating on her for about a week before this. So this is like when he gets into really protective over kind of Callie in the way of like being suspicious of Liam yeah because he's projecting he's projecting for sure and he's an insecure little man child 
It was literally day one. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Get well, it together. You were but, my last girl. I know. But at the smack, same smack, time, smack. she had also <laughs> slept with Liam. <laughs> I guess he had cause, but he didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so they're called to a case. It, there's been a murder and Liam is quick to call it a prostitute murder just because and Callie has them find where the victim used to sleep and dig digs a little deeper they close their case and find evidence that will help in the garrison case that is Callie is attached to so there's a quote when they're doing the investigation and working on this case when Callie says, full disclosure, I was mildly aroused watching Liam cuff a bad guy, but I would never let him know that. <laughs> and they worked really good together. And she shows Liam, this is the point where she shows how good of a detective she is and how thorough she is with her work. They're immediately like kind of competitive with each other because she really wants to prove herself because of that mm-hmm. email. She's still sore about it. Yeah, they're so competitive. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, she realizes that she hasn't orgasmed since she slept with Liam almost a year ago because Owen doesn't like it when she masturbates, but she tries to masturbate in her closet and Owen interrupts her, of course, right before she can come. And... She had a bottle of, how do you say it? I don't drink. Is it Ciroc? Yep, Ciroc. And she was thinking about Liam. And she was thinking about Liam. Yeah, so just as I was about to climax or the knock on my door, closet door, I froze. My orgasm halted. Poor Kelly. But after that, she like drunkenly messages Liam. And she's a little flirty, and Liam's really excited. And after their little exchange, he tries to pleasure himself, but then his ex-wife disturbs him with a text message or a phone call, trying some way. She's trying to get a hold of him, and so he's interrupted as well. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was funny too, and I'm, I'm really annoyed with his ex-wife, like that she keeps contacting him. I keep picturing her. As Victoria from Twilight, every time she was brought up, that's who she looked like to me. I know. I think that that's the whole point. She has a couple Twilight references in the book. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. So, you want to go to the next day? Um, oh, this is one of my favorite parts. So, the next day, so Liam and Callie had been flirting over text the night before, and Callie was kind of drunk, and she woke up and realized what she had done and was super embarrassed, and she goes to work, and they're in the elevator together up to their office. Liam, like, walks closer to her in the elevator, and she, like, steps back, and he, like, walks her back into the wall, but they're not touching like, it's so Grey's Anatomy, like, elevator magic. And I <laughs> I lived. Like, I had to. I have to read this. I yeah. knew we didn't have long in the elevator. And I wasn't sure if I was disappointed or relieved by that fact. I whirled to face him just as he stepped towards me, bringing us nearly face to face. Liam, I breathed. We shouldn't. We aren't, he quipped, his tone matching mine as he backed me against the wall. We never touched, but we were close enough that I could feel his heat, smell his delectable scent, and see just how breathtaking his eyes were. I really like how this was written. That was spicy for me. It was good. It was a good tense moment. And you know, I love that tense, you know? Yeah. Uh, So Callie's best friend, Sophie, and Liam, and Callie, of course, they go out to drinks, and when Liam tells Sophie that he's not sure what to do, and Sophie gives him the the deets about Callie's relationship and how it's not very good. That was at the bar after work the first day. Yeah, and 
Callie, poor Callie, is internalizing so much and sees Liam and Sophie talking and having a good time and completely misinterprets it. But Sophie's a really good friend and she's just trying to kind of help the both of them with each other, pretty much. Yeah, she's giving Liam a lot of information about Callie's relationship with Owen. mm Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, she's trying to get Liam to understand why Callie is the way she is because she likes Liam and she knows that Liam would be good for Callie, not the Owen that she's with, who she's like never met, even though they've been best friends for years and they've been together for a long time. (laughs) And live together. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) So that's sketch too, because... Okay, I don't have a lot of dating experience, but when I met my husband, my friends all met him after we had dated for a few weeks, like officially dated or like, I don't know. So I don't know. That's weird. I can't imagine being with somebody and not introducing him to my friends. Yeah, I just imagine it as like the Callie just goes to work and she only has work friends and her personal life doesn't ever mesh with her work life but yeah she goes out to she goes out after work all the time and doesn't ever include her boyfriend yeah because she's out with her work friends yeah I don't know but it's just Sophie that we hear about that she goes out with you know Mm -hmm. so like they're friends outside of work not just at work I know but that's what I'm saying like for Callie it's a I'm out with work friends experience. I guess so, yeah. Okay. You know, and so Owen's just like, oh, she's out with her work friends. Like, they're decompressing after work doing cop things. Because I can't understand the cop life. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I took away from it. So she's like, oh, we had a hard day at work. There was a case that we were working on. We're going to be going out to drink tonight. I'll probably see you tomorrow. Is like what her messages would be. Like that's not what was written in the book. Like she would just be like. Oh I let Owen know that I wasn't going to be home tonight. Or like you know not to wait up for me. So that's how I I imagined it. Because like in Grey's Anatomy. They're like hanging out with all the interns. All the time. And they're considering themselves work friends. And not like friends outside of work. For a long time. Yeah I guess so. It's just interesting because. Maybe there's too many Grey's Anatomy comparisons, but I just really liked the touches. Okay. I think I agree. Okay. I get, I get what you're saying. I see. And I don't watch Grey's. I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) that part was interesting. Her whole relationship with Owen is just, uh, I don't know. Where were we? So Liam got the cases from after this event. He had the case files from the ring bearer sent to them from his old precinct. So they can go over them together and reopen the case with their new evidence that they have. Yeah, because the, their first case they had together got them evidence from the ring bearer case to investigate a little bit more into the ring bearer case and see what that's about for a little bit, just for funsies, kind of. Um, yeah, it was like a project that Terry had told them to open and work on on the side when they could. So over the next few weeks, Callie and Liam argue a lot and they let their competitiveness get between them. So they've been kind of grumpy towards each other. <laughs> Poor Callie. Yeah. <laughs> trying to masturbate but she's been unsuccessful and she's got all this pent-up energy like it's so bad her therapist is like you need to let some steam off like go home have fun (laughs) Callie's got all of her sexual pent-up energy and her baby case is now wide open and she's going back into her old habits and she's getting really grumpy so she, and she's getting really competitive trying to figure it out 
and hasn't worked with a partner before. So she's really difficult kind of to work with. And Liam is like, you have to work with me. And Callie is like, this is important to me and I want it to be done my way. And Liam's like, but we're partners. You know, it's like this whole, she has to like trust him and she's learning to trust. And trying to figure out, yeah, how to work with somebody else because she's never had to depend or rely on anyone. She's always just had herself before um, for a while, at least because her old partner had been gone for a while. Yeah, exactly. So then they're called to a case with a college student had been murdered and they're sent to the college to investigate a possible suspect is one of the professors there. But the dean won't let them interview him and tells them to get a warrant before speaking to anyone. So they wander around to try and get the guy anyways to try to talk to him. And they hide in the closet when they see the dean and almost get caught. And they're like squeezed in there. Yes, they're all squeezed up in the closet. And it's been like weeks that they've been mad at each other. And Callie is all pressed up against Liam. His hands gripped my waist, pulling my hips into him, causing friction. Every time he shifted, even slightly, his leg pressed into my clitoris. I could feel every muscle, every sinew of his body as I ran my hands over his shoulders, down his chest. (laughs) So they're like stuck there. He's got his legs like in between her legs and she's kind of like holding on to him a little bit it was the perfect the perfect spot for them to lose their composure finally after all of this like pilt of frustration between them and she's just so desperate to be touched <laughs> and she's been learning to trust him it's it really kind of a perfect woman. storm I know she's like I could feel how wet I was even through my pants and my skin felt like it was on fire I started to feel a familiar and long-awaited pressure rise inside me no 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 I screamed at myself I pleaded with my body not to do this not here not now this couldn't be how I had my first orgasm in god knows how long (laughs) so she (laughs) and then she like she came just on him like wiggling fully on. clothed yeah just... and then you get liam's point of view and he's like i felt her rise against me and i didn't quite understand what was happening at first as callie shifted i felt her bite down on my shoulder to muffle her cry the sensations it elicited were electric her back arched pressing her torso further into me and her whole body went rigid it dawned on me what had happened She's trying to be quiet because the freaking dean of the school is like outside the door. And like the, the dean, yeah, right after that happened, the dean opened the closet door. She's like, why are you fornicated in my closet? <laughs> and right after that there's like a shot that they hear. And so Callie was like, we're doing our job. And they are able to take him down just in time. Yep. Callie gets like a graze on her hand. And they tuck the guy down. and He gets arrested by their backup that they called. And so Callie's kind of joking with Liam and telling him that, you know, that he doesn't, she doesn't need the ambulance or anything like that. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to get you cleaned up. And he goes to take her back to his place. And he thinks to himself, I was beginning to suspect she was feeling less tense. And I was like, yeah, she probably is. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So they're getting along. And they're both super glad about it. And Liam asks her why she stays with her boyfriend if she doesn't like him that much. And he doesn't fill her needs. Because he knows she deserves better. But she goes home. And Owen sees her hickey from the closet incident with Liam. And he grabs her by the arm and asks her about it. He's strong and it scares Callie, who's a cop. And she freezes. That's how scared she is. She lies and she says it's from the scuffle with the teacher at the college from earlier. Like the first time she had ever really seen Owen react that way. 
Yeah. Well, and it was also the first time that, like, she technically now cheated. Yeah. Because she's kissed Liam now. Because I don't think she's kissed him up to that point. Um, I mean, yeah, since no. the gala. Right. So it was kind of a big deal. And she's officially lying about it. Yep. So I feel bad for Owen a little bit, kind of. But there really was no relationship there with Owen. No, she should have ended things before things even got to this point with Liam. Should have ended things before Liam even came to be her partner, honestly. Yeah, it was hard because, I mean, she... She felt like she owed him. To be with him. Yeah, because he helped her through a lot of the ring bearer case, the garrison case with Callie when she first became the detective, you know, back when they first started dating. And since he was celibate, she just accepted that and accepted the support that he gave her because that's what she needed. But now she needs a different kind of support and he's still, he's not giving it to her. He yeah. was like, I mean, even, I mean, Owen took care of her when she was sick because she was drinking so much. Because Callie really does have a drinking problem. Yeah, but regardless. He never spent any time with her. No, and like, didn't do, like, barely kissed her. Yeah, but... he like, wouldn't touch her. They had separate whole bedrooms. She had a master bedroom with the bathroom and everything. She mm-hmm. never had to leave her room except to eat. It's wild. That night, she has a dream about Liam. And she says his name as she comes and wakes up. And she hears a sound outside her door, like a crashing sound. And she wakes up and she has her gun out. And she sees it's Owen looking like he just woke up, looking into the living room. And she thinks it's suspicious. But Owen was, he was actually, this was so frustrating because she was so ready to be suspicious of Owen because she didn't want to face the fact that she should just leave him. You know, she thinks that this is suspicious when in reality, Owen was actually out there watching TV and he heard her having her dream and he told her to go back to bed. And like, it was as easy as that, you know, and he had already been cheating on her anyway. Like she should have just ended it. Like, it was nothing. But instead, they she concocts a thing with Liam to try to figure out what's up with Owen because he scared her that one time. And I'm just... Ah. But it's okay because then some good things happen. Like, when Callie finds a suspect for the ring bear case, she teases Liam that she knows and he gets mad that she isn't telling him before reporting it to Terry because they had promised to be a team and to tell each other everything and she's been so competitive so it get the tension gets to be too much for them and have sex for the first time since the gala finally because it felt like they had been having sex already didn't it yeah so I was so excited when it finally started happening because then it just felt like it never stopped it's just like so atmospheric, like Callie. They're in his their office. Mm-hmm. They're in the office. They like share that office together. Yeah. And Callie, she's thinking, she's like, I leaned my head back against the wall, trying to take in all the sensations. I moaned as this five o'clock shadow scraped over my sensitive skin. And I'm like, Ugh. and then he eats her out just like Sophie told him to. First thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so funny. I forgot she's like, promise me you'll eat her out. And he's like, what? You can't be serious. And Sophie's like, dead serious. (laughs) Like, yeah, promise me. She needs it. (laughs) I know. She was really kind of encouraging their affair. Yeah, she was. (laughs) Uh, She honestly sounds like the kinds of friends we are to each other. Not that we would encourage each other to have affairs, but like, We don't encourage each other to do the best of things at times, you know? Are you calling me a bad influence? We're bad influences to each other is what I'm saying. I won't go into detail on here, but yes. I'll accept that. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, they 
start sleeping together all the time. And Liam convinces Kelly to say yes to Owen's proposal. There's a whole thing. You've got to read the book. Like, it's it's weird. You've got to read the book for this because we're not going into a lot of detail for time's sake. The he convinces line... her to say yes to it so they can keep their quote-unquote investigation going. Yeah, because the timeline is kind of like really sped up. Like, Things she has get that serious. wet dream and then the next day she has this thing with the therapist and she has a revelation about Owen and then she runs to Liam and then she gets distracted by her printer and then she's confronting Liam about this information off of the printer and then all of a sudden she remembers the thing she had about Owen and she tells Liam about it just after they've had sex for the first time and Liam's like well we just had sex for the first time this is confusing I want to be with you but now you're like scared of your boy your your boyfriend like maybe we should figure that problem out before we like be commit to each other but then they just continue to have sex yeah like a, a lot, lot of sex it's a lot guys you gotta read it to understand it you know yeah <laughs> like, so, there's a lot so now but, there's been like weeks of sex and yeah they keep it going and, and owen to owen and callie has been like staying over at liam's house and telling owen that she's staying the night at sophie's house and she's staying out drinking with liam and going on dates and then she comes home and just goes straight to bed every night yeah and then you don't really hear much about owen like it just their relationship just kind of stops in the book uh they go to the christmas eve gala together again and this is where i start to dislike liam because this whole time i was like huh you know i kind of like both of these characters am i just really mentally ill or what's up like i thought i was (laughs) supposed to find them annoying and then here we go the christmas eve gala they there's lots of chemistry as always between the two and terry pulls liam aside to talk to him about his involvement with callie and warns him not to let it affect work or to break her heart this spooks liam even though conversation wasn't that bad but he doesn't want to face his fucking feelings, even though they've been pretty much dating low-key for a while now. And they have sex at the gala, and Callie can tell something's up, that something's wrong. And it felt like that was the last time they'd be together for a while. And she was right, because they go back down to the gala, and Callie asks him what's wrong, and Liam starts to tell her. For God's sake, Callie, it's been over a month and you haven't found anything condemning Owen aside from him being a piece of shit. Don't you think by now you would have found something? If you were ready to be with me, you would have walked away from him a long time ago. And then it goes to Callie's point of view. He laughed without humor. I know it is. You and I were nothing but a bright flame that was always going to fizzle out. That time has come. And that's what Liam says to Callie. And then immediately after that, he's found someone else. Like, immediately. There's no fucking gap. Yeah, he's literally like, he's like, time's up. Time's up, Callie. That's it. Like, we're done. And Callie's like, what? (laughs) She's fucking heartbroken. She leaves, gets drunk. She gets fucking wasted. And he's like, oh, look at this chick. She looks hot. Let's hook up. Oh, we're dating now. Liam says, within an hour, I was taking a nice young woman named Kelsey back to my apartment. She was taller and closer to my age than Callie, with dark, near dark black hair and brown eyes. She was beautiful, and though she was no Callie in bed, she was a good distraction from my self-brought heartache. He's a dumbass. And I I really like Liam. I still like Liam. He's got some redemption to make up if I'm gonna like him in the next book. Such a betrayal to be comparing her to Callie at all. And then he has the effing audacity to say this, thoughts like this afterwards. Ending things with Kelly was the hardest thing I'd ever have done. Even harder than pulling the trigger on my divorce. Like, excuse me? Excuse me? Like, this one you did to yourself, dude. Like, get it together, man. 
Okay. So they move insanely fast, Kelsey and Liam. By Monday morning at work after Christmas, Kelsey is coming into the office while Callie is there to bring him coffee on his lunch break. Excuse me, bitch, get out. And she's immediately suspicious and jealous of Callie. Yeah, it's like, been who like... is this Owen wannabe? <laughs> it's been like three days. Oh my god, she's annoying as heck. It's... And Callie, poor fucking Callie, is an absolute mess. She's wearing sunglasses, is puffy eyed, she looks a wreck. Like, girl is not doing good. And Liam is Liam is flaunting Kelsey in her face. And she's, I know. he's just lying to Kelsey. Flat out lying to Kelsey. And he's realizing how much he's actually hurting Callie with his behavior, like, immediately. Like, as soon as he sees Callie walk through the door and what a mess she is, he's like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And then he... He doesn't stop. Yeah, and then the assistant comes in and she's like, hey, Mr. Chandler, you have a visitor coming up. Her name's Kelsey. And Callie's like, um, what? And Liam's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is happening. This shouldn't be happening. And then he just plays it cool and like whatever. It was so Derek Shepard of him, honestly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, so and then she's standoffish, <laughs> but like that's to be expected. She should be. And he again has the audacity to think what gave her the right to call me an asshole just because I refused to tell her how I felt, blamed it on her stupid engagement, and broke her heart. Like, yeah. Yeah, you ding dong. Like, God, just leave her alone. If you're not gonna be honest, bye. Call me when you're ready to be honest as Kourtney Kardashian would say you know right. <laughs> yeah because he feels so bad that he's done this to her he wants to like make it up to her by being nice and stuff like that um but they have the new <laughs> so all of this is happening and they're at work so there's <sighs> a new ring bearer case a new murder has happened to the ring bearer case and they have to open up a investigation room like i mentioned earlier and they're putting stuff up on the cork board and they're in the office there together and liam like i said is like trying to make her feel better and trying to make her forget about kelsey and stuff like that he's like you know he cares about her and he doesn't have the right honestly no 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 there's no excuse for this man he doesn't have the right to try and make it up to her like the man started sleeping with another woman and rubbed it in her face uh he doesn't get to try to make it up to her by being oh. nice that's not uh-uh, that's not good not good enough okay but she's with owen still he wants okay her but there owen. was an understanding there first not really there was an understanding and liam encouraged her to be with owen and to accept the engagement you know but she was she was investigating to see if there was anything wrong with him before she broke up with him because she wanted an excuse to break up with him so she's like waiting for there to be something wrong and he's like waiting on her to figure that out so she needs to figure that out they're both dumb anyways exactly (laughs) that's the whole point that's what the author said i kind of love it like i i know i just liam is worse for me than callie i don't know Mm. anyways that's fair that's what i'm saying like i i agree but I agree. I guess they're both at fault, but I feel like Liam's at a bigger fault. <laughs> I know, exactly. Because listen, they're in this big room together and he's trying to make her feel better about all of this shit that he's put her in, putting her through. So it says, I stood in the middle of the room as we both stared at our cork board. So I took the opportunity to walk closer to her. She stiffened when I got a few feet away, forcing me to remember how much my decision changed the dynamic of our relationship. And I'm like, yes, Liam, that's how it works. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. So he's he's confused because he sees her now in her element 
working on this case and he's thinking Callie was naughty, sexy, dirty, hot, intimate, romantic, passionate, forbidden, perfect, incomparable, legendary, blissful rapture. I could think of a thousand different ways to describe how good it was while sex with Kelsey could be described as simple, vanilla, and decent, just the way she liked it. Like, he knows how he feels about her, but he's still trying to compare her to people. And he's still trying to justify, like, why he should feel the way he feels all confused. Because he's doing these comparisons. Yeah. So, he doesn't really care for Kelsey, obviously, the way that he does for Callie. And he really just needs to respect everyone enough to be honest with everyone. Because he's just confusing Callie and lying to Kelsey. And making himself feel terrible. And then Callie ends up drinking again. Like, bad. Yeah, because of this freaking breakup. And this new case opening up even farther. And things with Owen aren't getting any better. And then, to top it off, fucking Kelsey and Victoria jump Callie one morning in the parking garage on her way into work. Like, she can't catch a poor a break. This poor woman. So... She decided not to press charges. Yeah. She discovers Kelsey and Victoria were in communication with one another because they were both jealous of Callie. And Kelsey lied to Victoria and told her that Liam had broken up with her for Callie. And Callie tells Victoria at the end of their discussion that he's a hard person not to love. So I understand where you're coming from. And that's when she decided to just let them both walk and not to press charges. Yeah, it was really admirable of Callie to be in the room with both of those women. Like, the past woman and the woman that's after her, you know? She was definitely the bigger person. If it were me, I'd probably be like, fuck you, I'm pressing charges, you dumb bitch. Right? (laughs) It was honestly so sad because she just... (sighs) The way that they described that the ex-wife was so comfortable with Liam. That familiarity between them, that kind of itched at me. I was like, ooh. And then the way that Liam was so forward and lied so heavily to Kelsey in front of Callie and then also said that he would never be with Callie in front of Callie, to Kelsey, just lies, lies, lies on lies, was a lot. So after this, like, big morning, after after Callie's been jumped this morning, she decides that she is just going to tell Owen about her affair and just end it. But before she's going to go do that, she's going to go check out the apartment to see what is up with his shit. Because after all of this time, she hasn't searched his room yet. Like, she's a detective. Why hasn't she searched his room yet? Yeah, that was weird, too. I was honestly, like, expecting it to happen, like, the first time he was weird that one night. And I was like, okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this own guy. And it's going to be a messy breakup. Like, this guy's going to be weird. But it turned into this other thing. Ugh. And I was just like, finally, we're going through his room. And she finds, like, an arsenal of sex toys in his freaking room. Yeah, he had locks of her hair and pictures of other women. And then they came, he came home while she was in his closet and started having sex with someone else while she was still in there. Yeah, and she took pictures of it for evidence. Mm-hmm. And she took another picture. She took a couple things for evidence and she snuck out of the room while they were having sex. And he was... Calling her, like, sister something. Yeah, like, she was a nun. Yes. Like, there was, there was... It was just so ironic, because his celibate was because he was super religious, and then he's been cheating on Callie and doing role play. Yeah, a whole, a whole 180 on that one, so... Yeah, that was wild. So, she confronts Owen later that night like she goes and tells Liam what happened mm-hmm. um, but she goes and confronts Owen and kicks him out which is awesome and he's like you know oh I've been cheating on you she's like yeah I know I've been cheating on you and he's like I knew it she he ends got up pulling... violent though 
Yeah, like he did. Like she ends up pulling his, her gun out on him. Um, he he puts bruises on her neck. He chokes yeah, her. He tries choking her and puts more bruises on her body. She's already bruised from the incident with Kelsey and Victoria. So she's already got bruises. And then she's got those bruises from him trying to choke her. And she goes straight to Liam's after she broke up with Owen and told him to get his shit out. And they have sex. He comforts her. And then the next morning, they go to Callie's to get some of her stuff. And he sees Owen there and he punches him, which I was like, yeah, finally. Like, I deserved to be punched a while ago. Yeah, he did. So... But, but he still, even after all of that, can't get it together. And I quote my notes, Liam still can't get his head out of his ass after they both ended things with people. And Callie tells him how she feels for him. She tells him she loves him and he shoots her down still. But they've basically been dating anyways, low key, forever. Like, yeah, they've been dating Loki forever, but at this point, he hadn't broken it off with Kelsey yet. At this point? He hadn't, because the oh, night before, yeah. Callie had gone on that huge binge, right? And she was, like, super hungover, and she got jumped, right? And that mm-hmm. was that night that Kelsey, like, that was that night that Liam was with Kelsey, but he got the call from the bartender and he had to leave to go take care of Callie. And Kelsey was like, is that about Callie? And he's like, no, it was about work. Cause he's a liar. And Kelsey was like, okay, well, and she's all been sketchy about Callie this whole time. And then that next very next day, Callie shows up all soaked from the rain, sobbing, about this Owen thing with bruises on her neck. And Kelsey's like, Oh my gosh. And Liam had just told Kelsey to leave because he needed some rest. (laughs) And then Callie shows up and he's like, oh, hey, Callie, Kelsey was just leaving. Um, yeah, Callie's my partner and I need to take care of her, you know? And he, like, tells Kelsey to leave and Kelsey's like, you've got to be kidding me. And he's like, no, you need to go. And he takes care of Callie sexually. And everything but emotionally that night because because he can't get it together right I mean after he shoots her down he still asks her to stay and she's furious obviously as she should be and she says I'm so tired of this goddamn double standard when it comes to your lovely on my spat you've seen me at my most vulnerable you've seen me hurt Time and time again, both at your behest and at others. You sleep with me to avoid talking about your feelings. You want me to tell you how I feel when it's convenient for you. But what about me? This is like towards the end of the very book. And after this, she kind of just takes off. She told Terry. She told Sophie she was leaving. She doesn't really tell anybody where she's going. She just needs to take a break from working. And she ends up going back to her hometown so she could heal. Yep, she goes back to Pennsylvania. So she runs off and then Liam doesn't even know. He goes to work and she doesn't show up and she doesn't show up. And he goes to Terry and he's like, where'd she go? And he's like, she's gone. And he goes back to the office and he realizes that like all of her little stuff is gone. all Like her bag is gone. And she left the case for him to solve. And he's just like, wow. She's gone. So that's the cliffhanger. Like, she's going to come back because I think technically she's on vacation or something through the works. But yeah, like, I'm excited for the next one. Um, but Liam, is he a book boyfriend? No. No. He goes in the garbage can now. Garbage can? Yeah. He's too, he made me too mad by the end of this book. So maybe he'll redeem himself and he'll turn into a boyfriend in the next book. But for right now, he goes in the garbage can. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So he is definitely a book boyfriend for me. Like definitely a book boyfriend. And I feel like he has the potential to graduate to a book husband in the next book. Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how it goes. We're going to definitely have to review that one too when it comes out. (laughs) Okay, so 
I think we can definitely agree that it's like a two and a half spice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a really atmospheric, spicy book, not like a... There was a couple of Fates of Black scenes, and it's implied that they have a lot of sex. And then there's just like a few scenes that are really, really well written. And nothing too... It's pretty vanilla. It's really tasteful. It is tasteful. Tasteful and hot. A good two and a half. Perfect middle. Um, I think I was going to rate this book four stars, but I, after talking about it, I really think it's a five star book for me, honestly. Yeah, good. I, it was a really good book. It was really well. I still am sticking with my four star just because that's what I feel. I feel like it was a four star, but it was a really good book. Yeah, it was. And that kind of sums this episode of Books of Spice Please up. So thank you for listening and join us next Tuesday when we read Halloween with the Hunk by Jewel Killian. This book was voted a number one in our Facebook group poll. I'm really excited. I love Jewel Killian's books that I've read so far by her. I found her on TikTok as well. Her books are on Kindle Unlimited. So you should definitely check them out. Um, and yeah, for the month of October, we'll be doing a full month of Halloween spooky content all across our platforms. Monster Mondays is happening and Supernatural Sundays are a couple of them. And you'll find us on Facebook Live reading some of our old school favorite vampire romances. It'll be a spooktacular time. <laughs> so can't wait to see you all there lives have been a lot of fun we also go live on our instagram every wednesday just to discuss the week's podcast and chat with everyone you can find us on instagram tiktok twitter facebook youtube and the WeTube, apple spotify everywhere you can find podcasts please give us a like a comment a rate and a subscribe all of the engagement type stuff all of the things We will be seeing you all next week. Until then, stay Stay spicy. spicy.